Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Are you okay? Well, I've just returned from taking, I've driven like two and a quarter hours each way to see a dog dermatologist about my poor dog's paws. And the conclusion of which, among many other things, um, is to apply VEET to her paws to get rid of the hair. So I'm now VEETing my dog's feet. It's very strange. And do you know what? I'll tell you what else is strange. This is a this is a weird, scary, nasty world we're living in right now. And I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm just going to say, if you're having you know a hard time and you think, oh my goodness, I should be reading... Don't worry about it. Just give yourself time. Maybe change the book that you're reading. Go for something a bit cosier, something a bit more engrossing. If that's not working, go back to a book that you've read before, something that brings you some comfort. Just, you know, go easy on yourselves because there's a lot to process at the moment. But here I am to provide some, hopefully, a bit of an escape for the next half an hour. And I think that will happen because I have some lovely books to talk to you about. Well, one book I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. And the others, I was like, yes, get in, liking this a lot. Um, one is one is not for the faint-hearted. But anyway, let me tell you, let me tell you what gorgeous books I'm talking to you about today. So the first one is The Last Supper by Rosemary Schrager. Oh my goodness. Not only can the woman cook, she's written a book. Uh, and Rosemary's going to be coming on and talking to us as well. So that's very exciting. The next book I want to talk to you about is the glorious book. This is a book. Wow. Sunny by Suk Ojla. That's another great one. Uh, then we've got Four Aunties and a Wedding uh, by Jessie Sutanto. Jessie came on last year. And of course, this is a, a follow up book uh, to Dale for Aunties, which I know a lot of you enjoyed. Um, then we've got The Unit by Nini Holmquist. And then finally, we've got a book called Delicacy by Katie Wicks. And uh, The Unit I read on the Kindle, don't you know? There's a first for a while. Um, so let's, well, let's start with The Last Supper, of course, because we're going to be talking to Rosemary. Let me give you the blurb for this glorious book. When an old television rival, Deirdre Shaw, is found dead at the Cotswolds Manor house where she was catering for a prestigious shooting weekend, Prudence Bulstrode is asked to step into the breach. Prudence is only too happy to take up the position and is soon working in the kitchens of Farley Manor. But Farley Manor is the home to secrets, 
both old and new. The site of a famous unsolved murder from the 19th century, Farley Manor has never quite shaken off its sensationalist past. It's about to get a sensational present too, because the more she scratches beneath the surface of this manor and its guests, the more prudence becomes certain that Deirdre's death was no accident. She's staring in the face of a very modern murder. And you know we like to do first sentences. Right, here we go. Chapter one. The Chelwood Gill Harvest Fair was the most important date in the autumn calendar, and not only for the residents of the little village of Chelwood Gill. I want to carry on. I'm going to. For the very green gardener's circle of nearby Godshill, it was the society event of the season. For the Allotment Association of Rockbourne Abbey, it was the Year's Star attraction. For the various rivals of the Langley Marsh Vegetable League, it was the chance to win victories that could be savoured all through the long year. This is, uh, it's just a glorious read, you know. It's fun, it's got the twists and turns, it's got the murder mystery, um, it makes you smile, it's got it's got a vibrancy to it, and that's, that's what I loved. And, you know, you would think, can... Can Rosemary pull it off? She's a chef. Yes, she can. It's a phenomenal book. And uh, yeah, I think we need to go and talk to Rosemary now. So Rosemary Schrager, whose book is called The Last Supper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's absolute pleasure. It's so exciting to actually be talking to you because there's nothing I like better than talking about my books. Well, this, you have written so many books, yes. but this is your debut fiction. Mm -hmm. What made you want to write this book now? Right. Uh, there's two reasons. Number one is the fact is I've always been passionate about thrillers. There's something about me that have, I've always loved murder mysteries, always. I probably watched every murder mystery there is going about, and, but also um, lockdown as well. So it was a combination of things and thoughts of doing and saying, why not? Because I've written all my cookery books. So, you know, I've sort of been there, done it. And I've also I've written for um, magazines. I've done monthly articles and all these sort of things. So I thought, well, I've done writing. So it's not as if I'm it's not as if I'm alien to it. So basically, but it is different. Writing like this is totally different. So I had a co-writer who actually helped with all the English and put it all right for me and made sure I got it right. You know, who the thing is, these sort of books, you never do alone, because at least when you're an amateur like me, I would say very difficult, but it is my book. It's I bought in all my characters, all my family. I bought my granddaughter, who's my yes. assistant, my <laughs> Martin, my assistant in real life. He is called Numbers, who's Suki's best friend. And in fact, Suki, uh, I asked Suki if I minded using her name and she said, no, grandma, go for it. So there's this great relationship. We love each other so much. And there's this lovely relationship that sort of almost gets better and better through the books because they work together. And But it's the beginning of the book of how she's working together, which is exciting. So basically, she has a choice. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to say anymore. She has a choice <laughs> between the police or or me, Prudence Bolstrode. So she, cho she chose her grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I love that because I, I often think that cookery books sort of come from the heart. Yes. But from what you've just said, it shows that that this book has come from the heart perhaps even more than, than a cookery book. In a funny sort of way, it has, because what I've done is I've drawn upon situations. I've also drawn upon characters. I've also taken um, things, my culinary knowledge, and I've also take, I've taken, I've drawn upon all these sort of, the expertise that I, I have at my fingertips, which is really, really special. So I've used them to develop the book. And and what a book it is. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Now, your main character, I mean, even her name is spot on, as you've said already, <laughs> Prudence Bullstrode. Fabulous. How did she come to you? Was she sort of fully formed in your mind? Well, Prudence really is me. <laughs> <laughs> so she was fully formed. Yes. <laughs> Prudence, because I've always loved the sleuthing situation, <laughs> I, I, she had to be me. She had to, well, partly me. It's not, she's not totally me, but she is me. And it's a sort of, there's, there's, there's a place for fiction there, which is what it is. But it is, it's not autobiograph- autobiographical, but it is me. It's my voice. It's my feelings. And it's where I am. And I don't know, having read the book, if you heard my voice in there. Well, it, that's, it seemed to me, yes, but I didn't like to say, because that's quite unusual in a fiction book yes, to have is. that coming through. It's wonderful. Well, that's why it's not an autobiography. It really is not everybody. Anybody who's listening, but <laughs> I had to base it on someone and who else but me? <laughs> because I'm a bossy boots. And also, um, it, it, you know, there's no point in drawing on someone who I don't know that well. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you, when you thought, what will Prudence do? You just sat yourself down and said, right, Rosemary, what would I do? (laughs) What will I do? That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. And it is fiction. (laughs) Make no mistake about that. But it is, I mean, with Deirdre Shaw, who actually winds up in the, I can't say anymore, in the rhubarb patch. Uh, But, you know, you've got to understand I've got a description of her, etc. Everybody will have to guess who I've killed off. In the story, Prudence does have this old TV rival for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, did you, again, were you able to pick on... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, without question. That is, oh, that's what's so funny about it. And nobody will ever know the characters I've drawn on. <laughs> nobody will ever know. I think, actually, it's a mixture. The, the actual Deirdre Shaw is a bit of a mixture, so it's quite interesting. Uh, but it, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's let's say, it's, it's slightly, it's interesting and quirky. It's interesting and quirky. And funny, I hope you found it quite funny as well. Oh, it was just, it was as comforting as a murder mystery can be because it's, you know, it's got the humour and these characters that some of them that you're rooting for and some that you're not. Exactly. Did it feel a a bit like a recipe in itself that you've got all these different ingredients, all these different elements of the story and combining them together? Well, that's why I brought up at one moment about when I'm, I when I actually taste something, you could say there's something missing, right? So my analogy <laughs> was there was definitely something missing in Deirdre Shaw in her the way she died, <laughs> and I felt it. I sniffed it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
was it hard choosing what food to to mention as well? Because well, not really, because that's a shooting party. So it's going to be game. It's going to be all the interesting things. Uh, it's going to be. But actually, I had to look at another chef's menu beforehand, so I can't tell you why and what happens there. But I have to. All sorts of things happen in between. It's not straightforward, as you know. Um, <laughs> so there's lots of twists and turns, and I'll just tell to the people who are listening, there are other murders as well. There's another murder coming up. So, but not, not, oh God, I can't say, but not a, no, no, I can't say, I can't say, no, I mustn't say. <laughs> but, and then I thought, because I've always loved Midsummer Murders. So of course, yeah, I've always thought this is so funny and you can't help watching it. You can't help the situation. There are three murders every blooming time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the most, um, it's the most murdered village in the whole of Midsummer Murders, yeah. in the whole of the world. So, of course, you know, so I thought, well, why not? You know, let's just bring them up there. Let's bring them in. So, no, it's just funny. It's just it's just very funny. But my my aim for this book was actually because we have had such an awful time was for people to have to like you said, actually, was really interesting. You had to engross in something that was gentle, not mm. taxing, but also, you know, quite consuming. Consuming, quite suspenseful. Yeah. I hope, and yes. you don't know who'd done it until the end. I hope. I hope. Anyway, did you guess? Oh no, I I could not. So you're far. You are yes. The it was revealed to me at the end. I oh, didn't. Oh thank goodness! My son, out of everybody who's read it, was the only one who got it about sort of. Oh. Or, you know, I would say three quarters of the way through, or a bit more than that, he got it. But he still wasn't quite sure, which was good. But, oh, I could have done him. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? was just saying it. He yeah. hadn't really. And, he was well, just saying it to wind you up. <laughs> yeah, it probably was, actually. Yes, exactly. It probably was. But it's a good I, read. It's a good read. Oh, yes, it is. It's glorious. I mean, you have the twists that we love to read, and you mentioned you enjoy reading thrillers. Yes. Are, are the twisty ones your particular type of well, book? you know what? I've always loved Agatha Christie's. I've always read all those sort of books, the genre of those sort of books, and even sort of things like Daphne du Maurier. I know it's not, you know, it wasn't all the murders and everything, but it was... I oh, like, no, but she did, yeah. She did. I love the thrillers. And also, I love things like... I know this is going to be crazy but I love things like um paradise death in paradise because mm. I actually mm. like the tropical the tropical surrounding so I actually said I've got another two books to go I've just finished the second book and that's actually set in Yorkshire North Yorkshire and then the next one I think will be set in Cornwall um but I'm hoping it's going to be a longevity one if people buy it otherwise obviously they they'll won't want to know but I I want to get into Kent East Sussex I want to get all over the place so there's a there's a say in most counties to have some fun and and but also I said what I really want to do is go to the Caribbean <laughs> and, do, and why not and, and do some research yes, of course do but... some research. <laughs> absolutely well I love going to Grenada you know because Grenada is one of these places where they're self-sufficient except for milk and um, cream and all that something. Otherwise, they have everything there, absolutely everything. It's quite remarkable. Um, so it's it's for me. I'd love to go somewhere like that where you could choose the food, which is amazing, and you can decide 
what it's going to be. I mean, uh, it's see, the next one's about a figgy pudding. And then uh, I can't tell you what happens in there. And um, the, the one after that, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. So I'm just getting in there. I haven't really started it. So I know what's sort of going to happen, but not quite. But this is wonderful because this is then a set of characters that will travel to different locations, whereas other oh, series, yes. as you've mentioned, Midsummer Murders, Death in Paradise, nobody would choose to stay in those areas because they know they're, they're going to be next. Exactly. Whereas You've got full reign. Well, you see, it's me going round in my camper van. That's what I love. I love the fact I can go anywhere in my camper van and I can go, I can and uh, sort of tip up and, and just cook with anyone. But it's what happens. It's what happens. And uh, it's just, you know what? It's just a fun thing to do. And it is a little bit like Miss Marple, I suppose, a little bit uh, because of the age situation. But, you know, with Suki being so young, she's only 17. She's only 17, but she's loving every minute of it. So you've got the young and the old. I mean, you know, uh, one day, I suppose, you know, I would love to see Prudence, Prudence actually um, maybe dying years to come. And then, then you know, somebody coming up and actually uh, my granddaughter taking on the, uh, at the head of the situation, you know, taking on uh, the box. Yes, Wouldn't that of be course. Fun? Well, that, that's what we're talking about. Books and books and books. Yes, <laughs> that's 50 books away. We've you got see, plenty to I'm go. I'm already talking about it since it's longevity. <laughs> so I just, I'm so excited, but I just don't want to be disappointed, you know. Well, I hope not because people should be reading this book because it's a jolly, it's a jolly good read. Yes. So have no fear. When you were writing it, did it play in your mind a bit like a film? Was it quite visual? It yes. felt like that as I was reading it. Yes, it's very visual. You have to do that. A uh, visual is everything. A visual is very, very important within writing. And even my recipes, when I do a recipe book, for instance, when I, I mean, I've written a lot of recipe books. And when I actually design, if I'm doing a recipe, I always look at it by pictures, always. And that's the only way because I am dyslexic. I'm totally. I, um, oh, God. Yeah, but I'm able to do this because what's happened is it's like a focus. Um, my spelling, obviously, is atrocious. I'm very, very slow, but I can do it, you know, and my English isn't as good maybe as it should be, da, da, da. But, you know, it's it's I'm able to get there, which is terribly, terribly important. It takes time, but I get there. So visual is exactly how I work. So did the characters come first? Were you like, right, these are the people that I want to be in this story and then let's yes. see what happens to yes. them? Yeah. Yes, I write the characters down. The characters are always written down first and they're always got, and um, it's like the recipes. I, I analogy it to recipes because recipes, titles always written first. The titles are there and the ingredients are there. That's exactly the same as writing this because the, the, the characters are there and it's what they're all doing then. And so you get that and how many people you want in the in the book also. Uh, not too many. I tried to put in a, too many at the beginning. Well, one more really. And that was advised to say, no, it's one too, too many. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's you've got to. And when it's a new it's a new genre for me, it's you've got to actually do it the way it's meant to be done. Yes. 
So did you always know the title then uh, when you were approaching this book? No, 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 not entirely. The title sort of did come pretty early on. Yes, it came. But um, because it was to do with the story itself. Oh, God, I don't make me say it. No, I won't. I'm pointing my finger at the microphone. Yes, yes, yes. Don't don't (laughs) do because it's very important. So, But it was an obvious one at the end. It was an obvious title. And did you find the sort of the slog of writing this book hard? Because I would imagine it's harder than a recipe book just because the sheer number of words. Yes, infinitely, infinitely. I mean, when you're writing 70,000 words, you know, it's a different thing Mm. altogether. Um, So you're sort of however many, you know, I think it's very important to, um, uh, it's very important to realise that you are, uh, you've got to keep going, but you can't, mm. you do it by chapter by chapter and things like this. You can't think too far ahead, but yet you have to do the layout of what, how it's going to go. So it's, it's literally a, it's literally a, a sort of just step by step really for me. It's just step by step. It's, it's how I do a recipe. It's, it's exactly how I would do a recipe. You know, it's literally how one interesting. step. It is actually. But I suppose it's obvious in a way because it's you have to have the characters, you have to know who... Also, the first thing you've got to know is who's who's going to die. So do you have a, a writing spot where you always know... The, most of the time the words will come or can you write anywhere if you're in the right mood? No, I prefer to write at home. I can't write anywhere at all. No, absolutely right. I have to be in my office. I have to be quiet. I have to have total silence except I have some... Um, little bit of classical music at the background which is lovely and then I did and I look at my garden uh, my little patio and then I think of things and then yeah there we go because this is your first uh, fiction book but you've obviously published so much yes. is there anything that surprised you about the the publishing world with a fiction book that's different to non-fiction yes it's oh, first of all it's harder than I thought so that's fine um, because there are no pictures, as there is some food, you're you're basing it purely on uh, on type, yeah. on, on you know on, on words. Um, you also have to engage more, because when I did my cookery book, it was all very personal. With my personal feelings about this, it was knowledge about food itself. It's more technical. Whereas this, you've got to engage in a story, which mm. is different, and that's where it is completely different. So actually to get the readers or at least find it engaging to you. And that's what I needed. My co-writer, I without my co-writer, I promise you, I probably could not have done it without his help. But the story was you. You were the one. Oh, my God, I wrote, yeah, I wrote, exactly. I wrote it. Yes. yes. But you've got to understand, it's like a, it's learning about, I'd never done this before, and it's learning about how I can do, I, now I can do it, but it's, it's learning about speech, conversation within the narrative. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's more the structure of... It's the structure of the whole thing, of the, yes. of the chapters, how you were going to structure it out, how you were going to get through it, when certain things were going to happen and how far ahead things were going to happen as well. There's one thing in the book which I can't tell you. All I can tell you, it's about, it's about the stream. It ends up with a stream rather than a river. I had to, that had to be a certain moment, okay? So basically, you couldn't have it too 
near you couldn't have it too far yeah it's 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 an interesting thing and I'm genuinely so excited about this because I if you'd asked me five years ago would I've ever done this the answer was said not on your nelly <laughs> never ever ever so that's that's why I think it's so extraordinary and actually when when um when I was offered a three book deal straight away I got the shock of my life I've got the shock of yeah, 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 yeah. Shock of my life, absolutely. I didn't expect it to happen at all. Mm. And what does your granddaughter think of this book? Has she, she read it? She loves it. Oh. She, except she said I should never have taken her mobile phone away from her, ever. <laughs> yeah. Guys, that's in the book, not in yeah. real life. <laughs> I always say, I'll say one thing, and I do say this. I always say, I always say it's better to look up. You learn far more looking up than you do looking down. Mm, that's very good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, being so well known, and you are so well known, is that a pressure when it comes to publishing this sort of book? Yes, it is, because that's interesting you ask, because that's one of the things. Are they going to take me seriously? Number one. Because I am, um, I look. I'm a funny person. I know I am. It's. I'm, I love comedy. I love. Um, I always twist things to be funny as well. Uh, I've got a peculiar sense of humour. It's very dry, but it's quirky. Um, and that's that was my problem because of my sense of humour, which I hope came out in the book. Mm, it yeah. without being over the top. It was very important not to do it over the top because, it, well, you know, it's not a funny book, but it, it is funny and quirky in a nice way, gentle way. But I wanted people to take me seriously, but I'm scared about that. That's what I'm worried about, that people don't know who I am. I'm totally different to people. I'm not the same. I am, okay, who you meet is what you get, okay? That is me. <laughs> but with inside me, there's a, almost another me in the sense that actually I'm quite serious in what I do. People who know me about food, they know how serious I am about cooking. I mean, I'm serious, but anything away from cooking, I'm quirky. I'm off the wall. So people, but people who know me know that, but I'm the same about this book. But because it's a book, a novel, I was worried that people were going to take me serious enough, make me, you know, take it serious enough to buy it. I actually think this is not bad. Can Rosemary do it or not? Oh, I and you have. You have delivered. So there shouldn't be any, any of that. But often when we're at our most funny, it's also when we're at our most vulnerable. Um, and so it's just, yeah, it must be a bit of a of a time when you come to publishing the book is just, you know, will, will it, but it does. So yes. don't worry about it. Oh no. Well, it is, a, it is, um, the, the most important thing is that I loved, I love doing it. That's the most important <laughs> thing. And also the fact is, um, I've embraced it with my, the people who are around me. I love them dearly. So I've embraced it within the book. And also the fact is that, um, it's just, having some just enjoying it but also putting my passion within something as well I really enjoy and using my food uh, knowledge as well which is which is terribly important um so I just feel that uh I I have delivered but it's um you know it's just it's just people to say see me from a a cookery teacher to to a novelist are two different things. I'm hoping they can transfer that into the novel as well. 
and go back to cooking too. Yeah. <laughs> do both. But I, I hope they can see both sides. But why can't why can't someone um, be good at a, a number of different things? We shouldn't all just have one label. I suppose the the character Prudence Bolstrode. I thought the name Prudence was wonderful because yeah. Prudence is such a she's you know she's um uh, she's not prude no she's Prudence no. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's just strong yeah she's yeah. British she's got everything there and she does take no prisoners you know that's I- it. And that's what makes it so enjoyable. I mean, yes. me, it's it's a it's a joy to talk to you. It's a joy to read the book, and I just oh, wish you, you all the best with the publication of the Last Supper. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The next book I want to talk to you about is Sunny by Suk Ojla. Um, what, what a book. Okay, here's the blurb. Sunny is the queen of living a double life. To her friends, she's the entertaining, eternally upbeat single one, always on hand to share hilarious and horrifying date stories. But while they're all settling down with long-term partners and mortgages, Sunny is back in her childhood bedroom at 30, playing the role of the perfect daughter. She spends her time watching the Sikh channel, making sarg and samosi with her mum, hiding gins in a tin in her underwear drawer and sneaking home in the middle of the night after dates, trying but failing to find the one. She juggles both lives perfectly, on the outside at least, but when her mum sees a guy dropping Sunny home one evening, Sunny's life gets a little complicated. Now her mum wants to know about the life she's hidden from her for so long. 
Sunny is well-versed in lying to her friends, her family and above all herself. But how long can she keep it up for? Or is it finally time to start being honest? Let's do first sentence before I tell you any more about what I thought. Come on, Philippa. Uh, let's find that first sentence. Chapter one. I'm going to read you two sentences. You know I'm going to, don't you? I wake up with a start, my hand automatically flying to my bag. It's still sitting right next to me. The long strap wrapped twice around my wrist. A habit I've picked up from my overly anxious mum who insists on doing this whether she's awake or not. This is an amazing book. It is thoughtful. It is beautiful. It is sad, wonderful. You, you are rooting for this person. You know this person. You understand this person. And yet the person still surprises you. It's about the self, self-worth, mental health, um, the impact of friends, family, whether good or bad. It's just a gorgeous book. It's um, a bit like Queenie, but not uh, oh, just it's it's great. It's really strong read. So two books there, very different ones. Um, the Last Supper and Sunny, but both, it, you know, Sunny is exquisite. It really is. Bravo. Can't wait to read the next one. Anyway, we need to move on. Actually, I'm going to deal with the unit next. Um, and this is a book, it was actually published in 2010, so a while ago. And the author is Ninny Holmquist. I hope I've pronounced that right. Listen, listen to this. I've been wanting to read this book for ages. And in fact, there was one book club where they were saying, oh, what book should we read next? And I said, oh, let's read The Unit. And I read the blurb out and they, they all said, oh, no, no, we don't want to read that. And I was like, yeah, I want to read that. Um, it's dystopian. So this isn't a feel-good book. But wow, it's, it's one that kept me gripped. Here's the blurb. On her 50th birthday, Dorit Weger is checked into the second reserve bank unit for biological material. A state-of-the-art facility in Sweden where she will make new friends, enjoy generous recreational activities and live out her remaining days in comfort with people who are just like her. Here, women over the age of 50 and men over the age of 60 who are single and childless are saved from a life devoid of value and converted into productive members of society. The price? Their bodies, harvested piece by piece for the necessary ones, those on whom children depend, and sometimes their minds, as they take part in social and psychological experiments until the day comes when they make their final donation and complete their purpose in life. Despite the ruthless nature of this practice, the ethos of this near-future society and the unit is to take care of others. Resigned to her fate as a dispensable, Dorrit finds her days there to be peaceful and consoling. For the first time in her life, she no longer feels like an outsider, a single woman in a world of married couples with children. But when she meets a man inside the unit and falls in love, everything changes. <sighs> right, here's the first sentence. It was more comfortable than I could have imagined. A room of my own with a bathroom, or rather an apartment of my own, as there were two rooms, a bedroom and a living room with a kitchenette. And this is one of those books that you just keep reading, you are mesmerised by. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you think. Um, and it's one of those sort of dystopians where it's not how the world is. Of course it's not. But you could just see things, well, you hope that never happens. But do you know what I mean? It is not beyond the boundaries. It's not like you read some books and you think, well, that is never going to happen. It's 
uh, yeah, it's one that does draw you in. I was just, uh, yes, my mind was blown by it. The ending is, uh, what, what do I say without giving anything away? I would be interested in hearing what you thought about the ending when you have read it. It was not the ending that I had thought. And that's all I, that's all Philip is going to say. That's all she's saying on it. But read it. It's a it's a thought provoking, challenging book. And the weirdness is you expect to feel uncomfortable all the time. And yet there are times when you feel very comfortable where you think, oh, this is lovely. They're having a lovely time. And then you're like, oh, no, hang on. This is not a comfortable situation at all. So in a way, you as the reader are treated like some of the people that live in this unit. Uh, yeah. Very, very good read. Uh, now let's come on. We've got two more books and then I will be sending you on your way. So the next one for Aunt is in a Wedding by Jessie Satanto. Uh, after Medi Chan got away with literal murder, she was hoping for a quieter life. But when her aunties inevitably get involved in her wedding day, she knows it's going to be a day to remember. And of course, this is the follow on from Dal A for aunties. Let's do the first sentence. Sorry, there's a lot of pages. There's a lot of pages. How many pages? Right. I try not to breathe as the last corset hook is yanked into place. Ah, that's digging into my rib cage. Um, if you enjoyed Dial A for Aunties, I think we'll enjoy this as well. It carries on the story, the characters. It's got another sort of um, different dilemma in it. Uh, so it's not... It's not just about a wedding. There's a lot more to it. There's humour in it. There's um, baddies. There's all all sorts of intrigue. And uh, yes, I, I I mean they're just it's unlike anything that that you would read somewhere. But I thought I thought it was an an interesting one. Yes, that was four aunties and a wedding. And then finally, we come onto this book, Delicacy by Katie Wicks. Now I was funnily enough. I know you won't believe this, but I was in a bookshop. I was just ambling around and thought, no, Philippa, let's not look at fiction today. Let's look at non-fiction. And as I perused the non-fiction, I came across this book and I thought, oh, well, the cover had a slice of cake on. So obviously that drew me in. And then I, well, let me read you the blurb. In Delicacy, award-winning writer and actor Katie Wicks writes of 21 moments that have defined her life, each one beginning with a memory of cake. The sickly royal icing marked the moment she found her voice. The Madeira cake was the sun her group therapy sessions orbited. The missing cake from a lost holiday has never let go. The supermarket rock cake was where she practised wanting. Um, it's a tale about grief, addiction, love, loss and hope. It's a shocking, raw, darkly funny and deeply humane book. Um, what is this book about? Well, it's not for me to say. It's it's not it's not the reality. It was interesting. I found I can't latch on to the angle. I loved it to begin with. And I love the concept of telling your life through cake. I thought that was great. I was I was in for that. Oh, I haven't done my first sentence, have I? OK, I'm not going to do the introduction, doing chapter one, the first cake. Let me tell you why I rode my bike into oncoming traffic. In 1992, shortly after I turned 11, my family went on a family holiday and I went with them. So, as I say, it draws you in. It's nicely written. Uh, it was just not what me and my own little mind, with my love of cake, 
had thought it was going to be. And the trouble is when you have a very set picture of this is how it is, when it's different, it just doesn't quite work. And that is entirely my fault, not the author's at all. Um, and it's a reflection on her life. So I can't criticise that. But it didn't it just didn't quite work for me. So I think if I if someone had just given the book to me and said this is a memoir, with a difference, then I've been like, oh, OK, and approached it differently. But the minute you add the word cake in, you see, it just takes on completely different momentum. And uh, and I'm always there for a cake. So uh, it, it wasn't for me, but there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm sure it will be enjoyed by a lot of other people. And shame on me for not enjoying it. But there we go. So those are the books. I think I've given you a range. We've had The Last Supper by the wonderful Rosemary Schrager. And uh, what a joy it was to talk to her. We've had Sunny by Suk Ojla. What a book. Sunny is uh, a firm favourite of mine. We've had The Unit by Ninny Holmquist. I mean, that is a great book. Quite different. Uh, certainly not a warm cosy read <laughs> uh, we've had four aunties in a wedding by jesse sutanto and then we had delicacy by katie wicks that's your lot for this week but wow another great author next week more great books to talk to you about can't wait so do look after yourselves take care of yourselves and i'll speak to you very soon take care now You've bye, -bye. Been listening to the quick book reviews podcast that's enough books said no one ever See you again soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.